The VC Show is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, but you must be 21 or older. But you know how many times I had to explain that technical foul when I hit you at home? Every time somebody stopped, saw me, when they were passing by, they could be going away, it don't even matter. They U-turn by the wreck. Man, how you gonna give Vince a T? Yeah. Nobody was ever on my side. Man, you soft, right, man. Right. You get soft, E. <laughs> <laughs> the VC Show, let's go. Doing the part with Roz. We got the sports on deck for our audience. Whether it's big news, hot topics, updates, straight facts, storytelling, breakdowns, a special guest. VC Show, let's go. It's time to turn it out. The VC Show, let's go. Let's go. The VC Welcome to the VC Show, presented by Caesar Sportsbook on Omaha Audio. I'm Vince Carter. Roz is out doing what Roz does, working. She's a busy lady. Working somewhere around the world, so we want to give her a shout-out for sure. But I'm joined by Bethune-Cookman's own <laughs> Mainland High School grad, which is where I graduated from. I looked up to this guy. He's, in, you're, he's currently in his 19th season as a referee, over 1,000 games Refereed in the regular season, what, 82 playoff games and six finals game. Eric Lewis, my friend, representing Daytona Beach, Florida, right here. No What's doubt. going on, man? Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you having me, brother. Good to be here, man. Uh, you say you looked up to me. I look up to you, brother. I mean, <laughs> literally, you're jumping over people's heads and stuff. I'm looking up. Nah, man, yeah. like, you know, I mean, I just I just think back as a, as a young kid, like when, when you know, I used to come into the mainland gym to see, see you guys play, uh, you know, obviously locally with some of the talent that you had there. And a couple of them went on to play yeah. NBA in the NBA, uh, George McLeod uh, for those. And then he plays, you, you play with uh, Mike, with uh, Mike, 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 yeah, Mike Polite. Yeah. yeah Mike played. Uh, he, he briefly had a look, but he, he played overseas professionally yeah. for a very long time in Spain. Um, so, and then you played obviously, and what number did you wear in high school? Uh, <laughs> for those who don't know, but those locally, uh, prior to me wearing uh, 15 in high school, uh, Eric wore number 15 at, at Mainland as well. So, I mean, it's just a pretty cool dynamic to, to see, though. Like, you know, we have a few guys, Tony Bobbitt, um, Tim Pickett, who, who were blessed to play in the NBA, and Eric yeah. is, is uh, you know, made it in the NBA. So to see that number 15, in high school and you know, we come from the same high school and get to do it on the, on one of the best leagues there is, you know, obviously in, in basketball, pretty dope, man. But like I said, it's an honor having you on, man. No doubt, What's been up with all you, good. man? All good, man. Just, you know, on the grind now, the season started, you know, jumping from, you know, city to city, just, just trying to keep focus every time you step on the floor, cause traveling, you know, it could wear you down. So just trying to Bro, stay focused. And years. I know that's crazy. Right. It's just, I mean, I, I, I remember, like, for me coming into the league, you know, obviously representing, the, you know, Daytona, the state of Florida, particularly back then, for both of us, really, like, we're coming in and it's a football state. For, for, for me coming out, I always remember, like, obviously football being dominant. There's a lot of great basketball players, like we talked about, but football was king. And, yes. you know, we did, you know, we had some basketball players that, you know, obviously – played professionally but i mean we had like we have an onslaught of you know florida boys that are you know play full you know Emmett smith Deion sanders just a name too um but 
<laughs> just the name too, it's but a, you know, so list, yeah, yeah, just to come out now, just this, this to see the, the the guys coming out of floor like you know, Marquise Daniels, another guy I could think about. I mean, this is so many. It's just a laundry list, yeah. but nineteen years for you, like as a as as a player, like what what made you want to go from playing the game, and when did you realize okay, maybe I'm not gonna make it pro? Like when did you decide? All right, I'm gonna you know become a ref? Well, um, once I finished at Bethune-Cookman, there was a referee. He's like, hey, you going to try, you know, the NBA or overseas? And I was like, eh, that's not for me, I don't think. Um, after seeing you, you know, doing your thing, I knew I wasn't going to go anywhere when I come back and watch you <laughs> in high school. I was like, no, nah, I don't have that kind of talent. <laughs> so... But he was like, come try refereeing. And, of course, you know, Coach Toph was asking me to come back and help coach at Mainland, you know, sit on the bench. And I was like, I don't think I want to be a coach. So, you know, I attended this camp at Embry-Riddle, which the camp I run, you know, now I'm, I run it uh, at Embry-Riddle. A referee camp. Referee camp, yep. Every okay. year in June, yep. second week, like the weekend of Father's Day. And – uh he said, just try refereeing out. If you're not going to make money playing basketball, just try this out and see if you like it. So I go to the camp and everything worked out in my favor. Like the people were like, man, you, you're, you're a natural at this. So my first game was in the big four. Hey, let me ask you this before. Prior to that, did you, had you had any experience refereeing no, go, prior know, to going to that camp? At Cypress Rec, I, with Fred Lee, I was... Oh, so, so the record, yeah, okay, yeah, at the rec but that, okay. that was it. You know, that was just me mm -hmm. knowing basketball, like me, right, Keith right. Willis, all the other guys that, you know, around the area that worked up there, we would referee the games. But um, so my first game was the Big Four, and when I, and you remember how the Big Four, I mean, it was crazy. That The gym was crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And you walk, and I walk in as a referee, like I was in awe, like, oh, man, like, wow. And uh, I can get used to this, like, you know, because, you know, the gym was packed. And you walk in, the, and for my first game, Coach Toph looked at the uh, head ref and was like, hey, you got Lil Lewis refereeing? Can he referee? Like, this is a pretty big event. Like, why you got him refereeing? And uh, Alan Hanna looked at him and said, you'll find out. And, you know, we went through the game and ended up being a really good game. And I did a, you know, pretty decent job. And it, you know, when we left that floor and the guy in the locker room, he looked at me and said, "If they didn't know you can referee, they know now." And right then, at that moment, I, go, I, I was like, "This is, yeah, I like this. I could do this every night." You know, of course, throughout the high school season, all the games weren't like the Big Four. You know, the Big Four is, of course, <laughs> of course, no all the best so, teams, yeah, the best, yeah. the four best teams, yeah, yeah. So, and right then, I knew like I like this, and then you know. From there, it just and tell us, tell everyone, you know, I know your journey, but your your journey, you you went on from there to to what, like what what, how did you get to the NBA? Like you didn't go straight, you know, well, for for no. those that are listening, for kids who are who are interested in that, like what did you have to go through to get to where you are today? Like what channels, what routes so did you have every, to do? Some college. Now the path is different. Like now the NBA, they have scouts that go out, a team of scouts. And then they bring you into their grassroots program and they kind of follow you, you know, year by year. Gotcha. And from your grassroots, you get invited. Like there's a, they call it a grassroots, but there are several camps. You have to attend the first wave of camp. If you, if they, if you do well in that first wave, 
you make it to the next wave. And then when you make it through all the ways, I'm not sure how many is like four or five, they invite you to the summer league. And from there, you know, from the gotcha. summer league, they, you know, hire you in the G league or they'll tell you, we're going to monitor you for another year or two, or they'll tell you, you know what, we don't, we no longer need your services. But when I came in, my goal was to make it to the SEC because of everybody that was around me impacting my life in refereeing were SEC referees or, you know, small college referees. So I really didn't know any NBA referees or the route to take to get to the NBA, um, which then you had to go through the CBA. Um, so every every year I was progressing in refereeing, meaning like I went from high school, junior college, division two, lower division one. Um, and that was the route I was going. But in my third year of refereeing, I attended a referee camp ran by NBA referees out in, uh, it's called Coast to Coast Referees. I don't think they have it anymore, but it was ran by Bob Delaney, Ron Garrison. Mm. And I attended that camp. Legends. And from that camp, I got invited to do in, uh, the summer league out in Utah. So I went to the summer league in Utah. And um, I guess I apparently I did pretty good because a few months after Utah, when they, they started the, G, the D development league and they called me up and said, hey, we starting this new development league. Would you like to be a part of it? And I wasn't going to turn them down. I was like, sure. For real. So yeah. they hired me. They hired me in the D League back then. I spent three years in the D League, and they hired me in the NBA. So I would say, like, my transition was pretty quick. Um, being that I didn't have that many years of service as a referee, and it, it, you know, it just I was just right time, right place because they were expanding the staff. Um, and at the time, I wasn't really. I didn't have a full college schedule. So in the, they came, when they started with six teams or eight teams, can't really remember now, but. Um, you talking about D-League? Yeah, in, in the D-League. I think yeah, it was eight. Right. eight. Yeah, I think so it was eight. there yeah. weren't that many games. There weren't that many games, but I wasn't working a full college schedule like some of the top guys were in the, that time that they had in the system. So there were a lot of games for me to work because those guys couldn't take them because their college schedule, you know, they were making more money. I mean, back then it was. So they didn't want to leave that. No, it was three hundred dollars a game in the, in the D League back then. Now no, I'm saying they didn't want to leave the college schedule. No, because because the yeah, because like the money was grand. good. Yeah, oh, two yeah. grand, three hundred dollars, two grand. I'll take the two grand any day. Uh, so that left me to work a lot of games and and being able to work a lot of games, I got better every you know, after breaking down film and things like that. I got better and better in it my talents got better and, you know, end up serving me well. Um, you know, I got hired in three years where guys were getting hired in their fifth year, sixth year in the D league. So it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, and that was just a little short, you know, nutshell kind of synopsis, but, uh, but the so stages tell me are this. different now. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. The stages are different now. Like right now people, you can go on NBA.com and go down to the bottom where it says opportunities. And then there is a section for referees. So if you want to try to get into the referee program, you submit your resume. And then one of the scouts will come out or, or email you back or contact you some kind of way and you send your schedule and your bio. And they're doing that now because, again, it's, it's hard for their scouting program to go out to every referee, every city 
and, and watch all the referees. So right. now they open that door for the referees to contact them as well. And so you're now in their portal. So it's, it makes it a little easier for them to kind of monitor and see your progression, you know, yep. if, if there is any progression from that, that, that person. Okay. Yeah. I learned something new there. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer, free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesars Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Football season is here and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Kick your feet up, you can find us on all platforms In that form, so be the hottest on them platforms Your family now, got to listen to what we talking about The VC Show, let's go, it's time to turn it out The VC Show, let's go, let's go The VC For you, man, what's been the toughest NBA player or players to officiate? Uh, well, when I came in, we had, we had both We had Shaq and we had Allen Iverson. So you had the biggest player and you had the smallest player. So Shaq would get hammered, but it looked like nobody touched him. He would go, cause he was that strong. He would go right up. Right. And uh, I remember uh, we had Shaq, they were playing Chicago. And I want to say Othello, Othello was guarding. He jumps on Shaq back. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Shaq just took him up and dumped. Like he was hanging on Shaq's back. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that guy was it's that strong. Man. And uh, then you had Allen Iverson, who was like, you know, 170, 165, six foot running around. And he had jumped into Shaq and bounced off, and it looked like a foul. He was like, did he foul him or did he just jump into a brick wall? So you had to kind of determine or gauge from each player what was actually a foul and what was actually like a normal basketball play. And what's crazy about that, you know, we, you know, I say we as fans, when we watch the game, because I'm speaking on the other side now, yeah. <laughs> not a player anymore, but we as fans, we, we get to watch it. We get the, the luxury of a, a, a replay or we get a moment to think about what we saw before we decide what we felt the call should be. Yep. As opposed to you as a referee, you have to decide that, that same, you know, go through that same process instantaneously instantaneously like i mean it's like boom i see it gotta call it you have to trust your process you have to trust your training your yep. studying and training um that what your eyes see is what it either is or is not yeah and, and, and we, go ahead did you real quick did you ever have any anxiety as as a first year referee or even still but i'm more so as a first year referee because i know you're kind of you know you get it now but did you ever have an anxiety that you're not going to see it fast enough or make the right cool call because of 
that anxiety or something like that? Well, the anxiety is um, one is like when you step on the floor, especially your first year, is you, you wanted to get your cause correct. And um, you you sometimes you call a play and you see it one way, but it didn't really actually happen that way as how you thought you saw it. And then you're trying to tell everybody, yeah, I, I got that right. And then you go back and look and go, man, it was totally opposite of what I actually saw. When you so, first got the lead, there was no, there was no replay. I'm tripping. I'm about to ask a dumb question. No, there so, was no replay. So, yeah, that's right. So that's what I'm saying. You didn't have the luxury of even going back with the replay. And which, and, and the reason I'm, I'm asking that, so I want to ask you this question now, and, and, and maybe you can't answer for all referees, but maybe you see it and you can or cannot answer this. I don't know. But so that same situation, you ask, I mean, you make a call and you tell your crew, yes, I got that right. And let's say they want to kind of review it now. And we go back. How do you, how do you, I'm just going to, you, or how do some referees handle that situation now? Because when you feel strongly about a call and, you know, let's say me as the coach or a coach says no, or, you know, all, you know, players always want to review it. Mm -hmm. Do you, how do you feel about that now? Like, do you feel some kind of way? I mean, about like, they, they, that word, y'all going to see this is right. Uh, (laughs) How do you feel before? And how do you feel after a call maybe was reversed? Because I know how you're going to feel if, you know, they, they want to review it and you're right. But how do you feel if they review it and you are wrong about something that you felt was the right call? No, that, you just shake it off and move on or what? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and I try to find out why I missed the play. There are some positives to the replay. One is that if we egregiously miss a play, then we're able to get it right, even though, like, we cost it. I can't really say we cost the team a timeout but they have to use a timeout for us to get it right. But, you know, you go, wow, how come I saw that differently than how it actually happened? So I would go back and study it so I don't make that same mistake. Um, so there is a there is a positive to it. And then along with it, we don't get to impact the team negatively, you know, or impact the game negatively, like, or impact the player. Well, when we go review it and we get it right, like now, like the wrong has been – made right in a sense you know what i mean so uh that's the positive on it the other positive is a lot of times when they go to replay and they see we got to play right it shows that our training like is correct like it shows that we are you know doing the right things and we are getting plays right like we're not always wrong um and it, it you know it it gives us more credibility as referees and more believability because they see you know that we are we're not biased. We're not, you know, starstruck or team struck. Like we're consistently doing the things the right way. Have you ever have a, had a moment? Well, now does, let me ask this first. Young, young Eric, first, second year uh, referee handles that same question. Like Eric, 18 year, 18 year, 19, as far as like, <laughs> No, you ain't right about calls, but Come yeah, on, I, I, you, I, you know where I'm from, man. Young Eric, totally different. Um, how how I look at myself now is like how I look at my kids with my my mother. Like the grandparents, man, they they much softer. Man, I used to get whoopings. My mom would right. not dare to whoop my kid right now. They get to have their way, you know. Uh, they spoil brats, so like. I think now how I am, I look at it, I understand 
I'm more patient. Um, and I, 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 uh, I take in, I take in more so I, I'm able to engage the proper way as a young referee. It's oh, funny hearing you say that. That's yeah. funny hearing you say that because I remember you can tell back me in anything the day. My first year. You can tell me nothing. I don't care who. Uh, and I wasn't trying to hear. I was out talking to you. You try to talk to me. I'm out talking to you. Like, man, you know, get out of my face. I got this. Do you have ambitious hiring goals for the last quarter of 2022? With a powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. Indeed makes hiring all in one place so easy because it takes 10 minutes or less for most small business employers to post a job. According to U.S. Indeed data, Indeed also has a jaw-dropping pool of talent. In fact, three out of four of U.S. online job seekers search for jobs on Indeed each month according to Comscore. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to sponsor your job post at indeed.com slash vcshow. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash vcshow. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kick your feet up, you can find us on all platforms And that forms to be the hottest on them platforms Your family now, got you listen to what we talking about The VC Show, let's go, it's time to turn it out The VC Show, let's go, let's go The VC Your most memorable technical What's your most memorable? I remember one story you told me, but what's your most memorable technical? Uh, <laughs> my most memorable technical Um... Man, there's quite a few that that uh that <laughs> I can't say I was always right on <laughs> on the right end of that. Um uh, but ah uh, now you got me thinking. I know you told me one about Larry Brown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, was one good one. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to avoid uh those type of technicals because that was a young eric and uh yeah i know i'm saying like that that's what but that's most memorable like because it's like you know you were fi- you know he said something to you and you fired back and you didn't want to hear it and boop <laughs> like you told my cameras that I, that I, it always stuck with me <laughs> yeah uh i'm trying to find it i'm trying to be uh Find one that I properly gave the technical file the correct way. This is <laughs> because, a podcast, man. Man, back then, back then, I, I would yeah. load a gun, man. Uh, but like now, be, like when I came in, there was really no education like that. Like you, you were trial and error back then when you came in as a young referee. Now the training is way better. Uh, we're trained more, better to uh, engage because now we have more video. We have uh, a. a, a, a a, a pool of teachers now that, you know, that when they, they dissect these things and, and talk to us now, um, we have psychologists that we talk to, uh, they bring in a group. So it's, our engagement is totally different now. Um, so it helps us understand, um, it, like we have tools to, that we go through a stage that we go through when we interact with a player or a coach to make sure that we interact properly. 
you know, um, and try not to be emotional. That's what I was, was going to ask. What, what is, is it patience? Uh, are they teaching patience? Because you have to have patience because obviously we're emotional beings when we're on the floor as, as players. And and I'm sure some people who, who are thinking this, I know all of our local fr- our friends from home, uh, I think a, a, a <laughs> cool monumental moment uh, at the time you, you've given me technical. You, you gave me a technical. And I remember saying back to you, I said, all right, everybody at home, go get at you for that. I'll never forget that. Like, you know, because I, I mean, I, you know, we've had our moments back and forth just for fun, I mean, for fun. But, you know, obviously, you know, you, everybody gets locked into the game and, you know, tempers and emotions are running high. And so I knew I could say whatever you, you say back. You used to tell me just, hey, bro, just chill, man. All right, chill. And then, you know. <laughs> I, I've, there's been times I've gone over the edge, but, and you gave me a technical. I just, and I remember, never forget, like, some of the fellas at home, Joe, they're all the fellas at home, like, bro, Eric really gave you a technical. I was like, yes, I was surprised. Like, you man gave me a technical. Yo. So, but no, nah, it's just cool. So I just, I, I wonder, like, what's like the biggest change? Is the biggest change is technology? The technology, from, because from now, back, that's, yeah. Remember, back then you had a few cameras, um, and then, like, we would get VHS tapes of the games uh, right, right, sent right. to us after the game. Then it became DVDs. Now, like now, we we have a system now where the game is downloaded directly. Like we have it immediately after the game. Or even even like at halftime, we have the plays. We go to a monitor in our room, computer monitor, and the plays are, you know, we already we, ready to go. Already ready to go. We interact with replay. So to have all all that technology now. Like it has improved our ability to perform on the floor from play calling, interacting with referees, with our crew, like how we interact with them, um, how we interact with the players and, and the coaches. Um, and even, like you know, just the total, um, everything that encompasses a referee, like we have those, that information there, like instantly to help us improve. So, but you know how many times I had to explain that technical file when I hit you at home, every time somebody stopped, saw me, when they were passing by, they could be going to work, it don't even matter. They U-turn by the wreck. Man, how you gonna give Vince a T? Like, nobody was ever on my side. Man, you soft, right, man, like, you get soft, E. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't imagine, I feel like every referee has to go through that. Oh, for man. if there's a referee for who like a local a, a local player and a local referee, I'm sure every referee has to go through that same thing. Yeah, for sure. man. Like I, it gotta be. Uh, I want you to say it before I, I say what I want to say. But who were some of the referees that you were coming up under? Like who who took you under their wing? Oh man, um, all of them though. You know, the, like but like the ones name, like it was like Joey yeah. Crawford, Steve Javi, Danny Crawford. Like you know. Like all two, the top names, you, I came. Yeah, in exactly. Under the top you names. came in under two fireballs. And, Joey um, Crawford and Steve Javi were two yep. fireballs, and, and uh, you know you said the young you and how you a loaded gun, and you and you just said you came up under their wing. Like I, you know, as I think about it, because I remember I, I used to see that you used to always be with Joey. Oh yeah, my first couple years, long, I yeah, with you worked with him a lot. So yeah. it. The tra- it translated like you were acting like him because, bro, you couldn't say nothing to him. 
So it, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> so, but then, you know, like when you have different styles, so you look at Danny Crawford and Joey Crawford, they two different styles. And, you know, when you start learning, you try to take the best of both of them. And, and, and you know, you take the best and try to implement it in you so that you're operating the right way, you know, at a, at a higher level and a higher percentage of the time versus being one-sided. So if you say on a scale from one to 10, you say Danny's one and Joey's 10, you know, you're trying to be from four to six, four or five to six. So that's why you would take the best from them and then try to weed out whatever that- Whatever you, know, you feel that's not good. Yeah, problem. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Do you have ambitious hiring goals for the last quarter of 2022? With a powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed makes hiring all in one place so easy because it takes 10 minutes or less for most small business employers to post a job. According to US Indeed data, Indeed also has a jaw-dropping pool of talent. In fact, three out of four of US online job seekers search for jobs on Indeed each month according to Comscore. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to sponsor your job post at Indeed.com slash VC show. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash VC show. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kick your feet up, you can find us on all platforms And that forms to be the hottest on them platforms Your family now, got you listen to what we talking about The VC Show, let's go, it's time to turn it out The VC Show, let's go, let's go The VC Hey, let me ask you this, have you ever Or has a fan ever taken it too far? Meaning, after the game Like, see you outside, you know, as you guys are leaving Or in the airport And they happen to, I, I mean you know, it, Joey Crawford was a was a a a face that you knew because he always gave technical. You know, the, obviously the famous technical he gave to Tim Duncan on the bench a couple of times, oh, yeah. and uh-huh. you know, so on and so forth. Uh, Steve Javi when he gave he he ejected uh, the San Antonio Spurs mascot many years mascot. ago. But yeah. like, so they those faces because they were always on, on Sports Center. But have you ever had a situation where a fan like like the game's over and they still like hold it on to? technical or call that they felt was bad? No, but a fan in Atlanta uh, a couple years ago when they played Milwaukee, Milwaukee was beating them at the end. It was like, I don't know, 15 seconds left. A fan that was sitting on, standing on the baseline, sideline, just started going nuts. I kind of, I was looking, I stared at him for like, you know, at least five, we were shooting free throws. And I finally said, you know, just get him out of here. And they took him out, but it was a big dude. Uh, but he was going nuts for no reason. Like, dude, y'all lost. Like, but he was yelling at at us, and he was he had to be drunk, and he was pissed. I was like, that's just way too far. Uh, I thought first thing I thought about is like he's gonna get past that old lady. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna hit him first. That was the first thing I was thinking because he was that drunk. Um, wow. That's why I told him you gotta remove him. Um, so that was the, that was the only instance I've ever ran into a fan that. Uh, went nuts, but I did get an email to my email account one time from a fan in Utah. Um, they had lost, and it's like, 
or uh, NBA will be proud of you. And the funny thing is, he spelled Utah wrong, right? And I said, yeah, Utah will be really proud of you. You can't even spell their name. And he texts back. He said, you got me. I can't say anything else. But I don't, even know how he, I don't even know how he got my email. <laughs> but he came up with my email, and I just started laughing. So he hasn't bothered me since, though. He, he, we made fun of it, and it's been cool ever since. Do one? Do you take? Do you get a chance to golf on the road, like some of the players do? I know you said that you guys kind of leave early in the morning, uh, like six a.m. to get to an NBA city. So that means you're actually depending on how far you're flying, you actually get in town at a pretty decent hour, at least to to my, for my standards. Well, because yeah, we most golf NBA teams we get at five p.m. Oh, really? Yeah, we won't golf on game day because we have morning means we have to you know do. And also, you want to mentally be prepared for the game. So, like, you know, you want to catch up on your rest and whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, your travel time is, your travel is a little do. different than the players. So I get it. That makes sense. Yeah, but like days on days on nine on nine game days, you guys do get out and play golf, especially. So just say I would have a LA game, two days off Sacramento. So two days off, I got a chance to play because I can't go L.A. and then go home back to the East Coast and then fly back to Sacramento. That's, that's, just, that's just way too much. That don't make, that don't make sense. Yeah. yeah. So, so you have to stay on the road those two days if you're out west. And the same for the guys that live on the West Coast when they come to the East Coast. You know, they, they, they have New York, two days off Miami. Like you're going to play golf or pickleball now is a thing for us. For that's for you. Guys. That's that's you, man. Get out of here with that. So, all right. So, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask two two questions. So, who, who's, to your knowledge, who's the best golfer, a uh, 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 golfing referee, and who's the worst golfing referee? To your knowledge, and I need you to be honest. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, the best golfing referee. And, and we don't talk about guys who hasn't played golf before. We talk about guys who love to play golf and go play yes. by yo, bro. You terrible. Like, like we we got a we got a guy named David Guthrie. Yeah, yes. Yeah, David can spank that ball. Uh, really? Yeah, because what we it makes sense because he always asks me about golf. He used to always ask me about golf. Oh man, he can spank that ball. And his son, his son is gonna be his son's playing golf in high school. Like he's gonna be a monster. Uh, Got it. Oh yeah, yeah. He's gonna be a monster. So this all makes sense now. Uh, Sean Corbin. Sean Corbin can smack that ball. Sean can play. I do oh know God. Sean Corbin can play. Oh man, I do know. And hit that ball long too. Yes, I do <laughs> hit know that Sean ball can play. long. Uh, so we got a couple guys that are, are close to being scratch golfers uh, on the staff, and they play golf any chance they they get. Um, so we we uh. We actually play a Riders Cup event in the summer with a, a retired referee named Joe Forte. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the yeah. summer, like the North to play the South. Now they changed it to uh, we got Team Garrison, who was you know Daryl Garrison, who who ran the uh -huh. NBA back in the days. Yeah, um, and we got Team Guthrie, John Guthrie. He was over the SEC. Who John Guthrie had a lot of impact over a lot of referees in the South, uh, in the Southeast where, you know, most of us come through his system that got hired in the NBA. So we, we have, in honor of those two guys who did a lot for refereeing and for us, 
we named those two teams. So usually we split the teams up and play a Riders Cup event in the That's summer, man. Cool. It, it's pretty I crazy. Like uh, it's That's awesome. Cool. I can imagine the testosterone, the way guys are going at each other out there. <laughs> you kind of oh, get to kind of just unload. I, I, I can imagine. Oh, man, it's crazy. <laughs> and lastly, before we get out of here, um, you know, this is, uh, I'm sure, near and dear to you. Uh, tell me about what Tony Brown uh, referee who passed away. What's, what what does he mean to you? Oh, man. Uh, getting a little uh, choked up a little bit. But, uh, man, that was a brother. That was a brother. Um, one of the one of the nicest guys. It's him and two other guys. If This is how I feel. If you made Tony Brown mad, then Tony Brown wasn't a problem. Like, you was a problem. It might have been me because I, I, I've I seen Tony Brown like talk fighters he, he look like he, yeah, nah, he, was, he didn't back down at all. Like, when, like he down. was cool and he's laughed, but like when you kind of, when he tell yeah. you that's enough, right? That's and my he point. start getting that, you know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, bro. This, but, like, like he, was, he wasn't he, no little brother either. <laughs> yeah, no, he was not a little brother. He was not a little brother. But yeah. he, every, 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 like, since I came on staff, like, he embraced me. He, you know, like, you know, first year, like, he said, come to my room, man. Let me talk to you. Let me tell you how this goes. This is things you do. These things you don't do. He's just always been a genuine brother. Um, he and I never had a run in, nor did I know anybody on staff. He had a run in. He was always professional with you. Um, you know, different than the players. Like, we have different relationships, you know. Uh, but like he was always supportive and he, he just took me on his wing. So um, it was kind of hard, like in the end, even just to see him kind of, you know, start digressing. Like it's kind of hard to see for me to see somebody of so much strength and character, like the kind of like, you know, he never lost his his spirit. And you talk to him on the phone, he, he always stayed positive and he knew he was going to beat it uh, to you know, to his last day, he knew he was going to be there in his mind. That's it. That was his goal to get back on the floor. But uh, man, you couldn't you couldn't find a better human being. And I'm not just saying that because he, he's gone. I'm, you know, I'm always a straight shooter. Like he was that kind of guy. Uh, if I called him and needed it, he was there for me right away with no problem. Um, and he and I didn't really like once I start, you know, getting into my career, like a lot of times, all the people that I came in with or just under, we kind of don't talk as much anymore because like we so consumed with refereeing, we, you know, we shoot each other texts or something like that. In the beginning, we used to talk all the time because, you know, we were trying to get better and get to a certain point. Um, but man, he was always there for me. Um, and I mean, he got some other guys on staff that he was really close with like Zach and Carl and, and you know, Rodney and those guys uh, were there for him throughout the entire time, like next to him, Mark Davis. But man, that guy, man, I, I was thinking about him the day I got his picture. I was looking at him yesterday. Like every, it's not a day when I scroll through my phone, I don't see his face and um, just smile. Cause like he used to say, I was crazy. Man, you know, like, man, I don't want to make E mad, but I used to say, I don't want to make Tony mad, you know? <laughs> When Tony got mad, boy, he's he the muscles, the little veins yeah. stuff popping. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that joke again, oh, too. Man. You know, he played that fan for he played that fan for like a year. I too. didn't know that. Yeah, okay. then he transferred. So we used to bump heads because you know he was a rival. You know, Bethune Cookman right. fan rival. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you know, uh, but uh, you know, far as 
like off that court, he and I was like brothers, man. And Charlie, um, yeah, I'm gonna miss awesome. him, man. I'm gonna miss yeah, him. Yeah, so. well, rest in peace, Tony Brown. Like he's yes, you know, for those strong, who baby. don't know him, man, you you Six look strong. look him up, man. He's a he's a great great referee. Like I said, a guy who's just respected by everyone. Uh, like I said, you had to push it to the limit to really get him there. And I can honestly say I, I have taken him to that level before we've gone back and forth, but at, at the end of the day, he'll smile and, and, you know, say his part, say your part, and you just kind of shake it off and move on because that's how what kind of guy he was. So I definitely wanted to acknowledge him, you know, no doubt. particularly with you being on there. And, you know, I don't know how many people do have or will, but he definitely has thought about today. Yeah, he made he made a big impact. And, um, you know, we also had Greg Willard, you know, prior to Tony passing away passed away from the same thing. And both those guys, man, were like salt of the earth, man. Those guys were just straight, you know, I would take my place. I would take their place in the heart because they were just those type of guys, man. They they both, man, you couldn't, Greg Willard never, never crossed anybody, just like Tony never crossed anybody. And you won't find any, anybody saying anything bad about them. So yeah, that was tough for both, you know, both of those guys and their family, so. I mean, it's no better way to end in, in, on, on, than to, on that with two great people um, who now have earned their wings and, and looking yeah. after, obviously, all the referees up there. So, Eat, man, once again, thank you very much. Man, thanks for joining for the VC me, show, man. This is this is this is much it. needed. Daytona I'm just glad love, to give us yes, <laughs> always Daytona love, and we get to give a, uh, uh, the VC show fans a different dynamic, the, the side of the referee, and who better than you? So, thank you again. I appreciate you, my friend. Be safe. All right. And yeah. I'll see you down the road. Yes. All right.